And now, back to the Johnny B Show. She gets me higher than a 747. Turns me up to 11. Man, this must be heaven. I never doubt I'm loving for a second. Two to three babies and a wedding. I'm spending. Something's coming all over me. I'm obsessing head over feet. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Johnny B Show. Monday night, 102.5 The Bones. It's 10 o'clock. That means it's time for our Bucks break in studio, as always. Rhett Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast. What's up, buddy? Four in a row, baby. I know, man. You texted me right before the game, and that's what you texted me. I, this is one of those games I had 100% confidence. It's been a long time since I could say that. You didn't convey that through your text message. What did I say? You said, let's hope so. Oh, I was just... I was just... I don't know. I felt good about it. I did, too. I wasn't worried about... Uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Badal. Joe, Joe Blow. David Blow. David Blau. <laughs> Blau. That's what it was. Yeah. Blau. I know his last name sounded like a noise that like. Blau. What, it, it, no, it sounded like uh, something that like uh, Busta Rhymes would say in the middle of like a song. Did I hit him with the Blau? Okay. Yeah, he sucks. I, I felt good enough about this game. Kind of like I felt good about the Jaguars game. Like oh, I think yeah. the Bucks have gotten to a point where they are beating teams they're supposed to be beating. Isn't that great? And I mean, we you, used to play down to our competition, right? Like it, it, Bucks of the years past, games like the Jacksonville game, games like this one is mm-hmm. where they fold up and they blow a lead that they shouldn't have blown at the worst time. Blowing and um, blowing you know the, the closest lead. this game got was. First play of the fourth quarter, it was a one-score football game, yep. and guess what happened? Buccaneers shut that S down, and they won by 21 points. Yeah, absolutely, it, which is – it's just more proof that they're turning the corner. They're, you know, to, they're, they're not the same team, and that's what – I think that's what, at the end of the day, we all want. Like, we already know we're not going to the playoffs. Um, but what, what I want and what most real fans want is just by the end of this season, which is two more weeks now – just to to leave us with a new team coming into 2020. It's a brand new decade, uh, the brand new regime. Yes, we started off poorly. We lost two or three games that we shouldn't have lost. Um, it's taken the team a little while to gel into the new system and the coaching staff. Uh, but I think people are not only uh, are the fans buying into Bruce Arians, but I think the team has already bought in. Absolutely. And like kind of like what you said, that's something you can only hope for is that this team can build some momentum at the end of the year by winning a good stretch of games and carry that into the next season. Because the last time we went nine and seven, we didn't carry that momentum with us into the next year. Because, I mean, to be frank, Dirk Cutter just wasn't cut out to be no. the head coach that we wanted him to be. And the pieces weren't there. Um, but it feels like this is the most complete Bucks team we've had in a very, very long time, and you really just got to hope they can carry that momentum. I well, think they can. Well, it's it's a very youthful team. So yeah, even, it is. Even Jameis Winston's only twenty five years old, right? So it's like you have all these tools and you have the, the ability to create a, a dynasty if everybody starts playing and gelling the way they want to. Um, and, and I think what what people need to people need to stop being so over analytical so over like everybody wants a better draft pick which it drives me crazy because whenever you try to 
like when you want a top five or a top ten draft pick, you want your team to suck. It really there, there, there's a there's a whole culture thing. I would rather get a, a I almost said the s word. I, I would rather I can't do that on FM radio if you're listening to the podcast. I'd rather get a crappy pick every year because that means your team's winning. You you never hear the Patriots fans bitching because they don't get a number one pick every year, right? You know, they bitch because, you know, they get caught cheating again, you know? Right. And it's a matter of, you know, halfway through October, things start looking really bad. Halfway through October this year for the team, they did not look good. That's when people kind of jump on there and say, all right, well, if we're going to suck, let's continue to suck. No. When they When they fail to realize there's a whole half of the season left to be played. And that's exactly what happened with this Bucks team. They blossomed a little late. Right now they're in the midst of four in a row. Um, they've just kind of come around a little bit later. And, yeah, they're not going to get that really good draft pick, but I would much rather this young team, by the way, I think second youngest team in the NFL, I'd rather them learn how to win. Just, than, just establish this this culture of winning. Yeah. Just go into every game expecting to win. That's what winners do. They don't go into a game like, well, we'll do our best. We'll see what – no, you go into every game, and from everything I've heard from uh, – Pre-game speeches from Levante David, JPP, all these guys, what they have established in the last month is they're going in and they expect to win, they expect to dominate, and if and if they're not, the the leaders on the team are stepping up and they're, they're, they're being very vocal about it. And I think the team is fed up with being the laughing stock. Uh, obviously, the fans, we haven't had a winner in 12, 13 years, you know, a real winner, you know, a playoff team. So I think I would rather sacrifice – all the all the number one picks just to have a team that's accustomed to winning. Yeah. I don't care about the picks. It's so stupid. Whenever you play for a bad for for a top pick, you're playing for your team to suck, and I don't want that. I want my team to be great. The attitude these guys are bringing into the table is that they're not accepting losing anymore, and that's right. exactly what you want. Just like you said, you want to change that culture. You want to change everybody's way of thinking. Going out there and not accepting it anymore is the way to do it. I mean, there are so many games they just do not count themselves out of. You know, the Colts game in particular, we talked about how Bucks teams in the past would have just folded over after a certain point, and that yep. game would have been too far gone. But multiple 14-point deficits, the Buccaneers came back and they won that damn game. Yeah. And that's something that a Bucks team has not been able to do, mostly in part of the attitude of not accepting a loss anymore. And it reminds me of the good old days, you know, when you were a baby. Um, the good old days when the Bucks, we would be down in games. Because our offense wasn't great. Our defense was one of the best in history. But we would be down in games, and it's, the team would not stop. Gruden had this whole uh, pound that rock, you know, is what he called it. And they had this big boulder, and they would punch it or whatever in the locker room. And it basically it was like, look, just stick to the game plan. We're down by six points. We're going to win this game. That's what we do. And that's what they would do. It's so crazy. I watched them pull out wins uh, last minute, field goals, whatever. But they were just – they were a team that knew they were going to win. If you you could see sat before the game, you could see Allstott on the sideline. They never looked like they were w- concerned about losing. They just looked like we're going to go win this game. That's exactly what w- what it seems like is happening now. And it's not overnight. You know, it, 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 there's a lot of growing pains that have happened in the first several weeks of the season. But you know what? I'll take an eight and eight season. If we're turning the corner, so absolutely I'm happy with that. You look at the team improving from last year, already improving from their five and eleven finish. Uh, I mean, 
you're bringing in a new system, those growing pains are going to happen. But one of the most beautiful things about this Bucks team is the potency of their offense. Because we have never seen a Buccaneer offense mm-hmm. that can go out there and produce the way that this team has. They just broke a record, actually, against the Lions. I think it was the single-season franchise scoring record. Um, they've put up a ridiculous amount of points. I don't know. But they've never scored that many points in a season. And there's you still two, two games left. Exactly. Yeah. This is a team that can uh, – it can – beat you in multiple ways. I mean, the pieces are there on the defense. No, they're not the best defense in the league, but you've got Shaq Barrett. I was going to say, Jameis Winston's going to probably lead the the whole league in passing yards. Yeah, yeah, he is. And we're going to have the sack leader. So that's both sides of the ball. We're going to have the top passer, top sacker. What do you want as a fan base going into 2020? I mean, you got a team turning around from two five and eleven seasons to already crushing that. You have uh, Shaq Barrett, who we're going to keep around because Bruce, Bruce Ar- said he ain't going. Yeah, anywhere. Bruce Arian says he's not going anywhere. So they'll either franchise him or they'll give him a deal. It doesn't matter. The big, big question, and it's not a question to me. I think it's pretty cut, clear, and dry. Is and it's more of the sports media that's pushing it and just ignorant fans. But the big thing is, what do you do with Jameis Winston? And my answer, you give them a deal. You give them a deal right goddamn now, you give them a deal. Because I don't care about the interceptions. There, I said it. I don't care anymore. I used to worry about them. I used to bitch and complain like everybody else. But you know what? If the guy's throwing for 450 yards a game and he's averaging 350 yards a game, nobody else in the NFL is doing that. He's throwing touchdowns. He's scoring touchdowns. He's one of the – I think he's number two right now in touchdowns. He's number two in touchdowns, number one in passing yards, yes. and number one in interceptions. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, it's like if you're dating a supermodel, but once in a while she takes a dump on the floor. I'll clean it up. I'm fine. She's hot as hell. I'll deal with it. You know, it's not like she's just pooping on the floor and that's it. I like the way that you're thinking with Jameis Winston. Not necessarily a supermodel thing, but – um. Next week, we play uh-huh. the Houston Texans. That's yeah. going to be the well, this biggest Saturday. challenge. This Saturday, yeah. yeah. Saturday, not Sunday for some damn reason, because um, the bowl games. But if Jameis can go out there with a wide receiver core that is missing Scotty Miller, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans and still throw for 300-plus yards uh-huh. and lead us to a victory, which I'm hoping can happen, they better sign him to a deal after the game on the field. Here's another like, it, it, Here's, here's why you sign him also. All right, the production's one thing. Like, he's absolutely lights out when it comes to production. The other thing is the guy is unflappable, right? He'll go out there and he'll he'll throw a pick, first drive. He's done, I think, four or five games. Um, a couple games, it's a first pass. But he doesn't collapse. He doesn't just fold. The guy goes out and drives down and gets to, gets to score. And what's, what's happening now, what's helping him and his confidence is now the defense – is backing him up. He throws a pick. What's the defense do? They go out there and stop him. Three and out. Here's the ball back, Jameis. We got you. Now he goes out there and he's like, you know what? I don't have to score 100,000 points a game. I could go out and really play football. Let me say this, though. I like the idea of giving Jameis Winston a deal. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm on the team where I think he should be one-year franchise tag. Give him a one-year deal. I think he can produce. I think they can ride him out with Bruce, but I'd like to see him cut the interceptions down next year and it's not fair to expect him to have you know less than 15 but I don't think he's going to have 25 26 this time next year but 
I think they really, really, really need to spend their big money on Locke and Shaq Barrett to a long-term deal because it's nice to have Jameis, the flashy quarterback that he is, and I believe he will be in red and pewter next season. But Shaq Barrett, his price is only going to go up, and I think he's the real deal. I don't think he's going to be a one-year wonder. He's See, already in the Buccaneers' history books. He's going to be there for a long-ass time. We deserve to pay him for a long-ass time. I think I think the chances of him being a one-hit wonder are a lot more than Jameis Winston being, uh, you know, a, this season being a, a fluke or last season. That's fair. I think if you're going to go with Jameis, you, you show him that you're all in with him. I think if you give him a one-year franchise, you're telling him that we're not quite confident in you yet. I say you either... Sign him to a four-year deal, five-year deal, or you just let him go out and 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 test the market. I, I don't think you sign him. I don't think you franchise him. You franchise Shaq Barrett for seventeen million. Let him prove one year that he can get double-digit sacks. Then we'll talk the year after. But I think go ahead and give James the money. What's the worst that can happen if you sign him for a hundred million and his production somehow falls off? Then a bunch of billionaires lost $100 million. They do it all the time. They lose money on quarterbacks all the time. Uh, Nick Foles is getting 80-something million dollars from Jacksonville. They're going to cut him. He's garbage, right? So Jameis has done nothing but produce. I say you either give him a deal or you, or you let him go test the market because guess what? Some other team's going to give him a deal. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's the thing about the uh, the quarterback market coming into this offseason as well. There's nobody better. There's nobody that can put up show me. the same or show better me. numbers show than Jameis Winston. Anybody else. Look, a free everybody's like, well, if you look at free agency this year, Drew Brees is a free agent. Tom Brady's a free agent. You think they're not going to stay with their teams, you moron, right? Maybe Tom Brady goes somewhere else, but it, he's an old-ass man, okay? He's old. Uh as far as the other free agents, like they're they're already spoken for, right? The Bucks aren't going to go out. Who are you going to sign? Philip Rivers? Like we we're not getting better than Jameis Winston, right? And if you don't like Jameis Winston, then you just don't like Jameis Winston. And look, there's some personality things that have rubbed me the wrong way. The eating the W's thing, I'm still haunted by that. It was a poor decision. It was a poor decision. I love that. All right? But we've all done, we've done dumb stuff. What was the guy's name that was just like, what Deshaun the hell? Yeah, but that guy's a prick and he's not playing. Look, the point is, we've all made asses of ourselves, right? I've projectile vomited on people in public, okay? I'm not proud of it, right? No, but unfortunately, Jameis, he ate W's on national TV. All right. I have a question. Yeah. That's not like a thing, right? No. That like was just something you made it up. It yeah. was pretty much oh, off the cuff. Ever since then, it's been a thing, though. It gets brought up all the time. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a thing. Look, right when I saw it live, I knew it was going to be the biggest <laughs> meme of the year. I knew he messed up. I I was sitting on my couch. And this was my reaction. You went, oh, my God. I went, oh, no, 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 no. Come on, Jameis. Come on. No, 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 no. No, don't. Let's not do this. Let's not. You can't go do back that. to slamming clams and you know stealing crabs. Anything hey! but this. <laughs> you see, now you sound like somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about. He never stole crabs. He was given the crabs. I'm just making illusions, man. All right, let's get to the phones real fast. Uh, hey, Jarrett, what's up? You're on the Johnny B Show. Hey, Johnny B. Thank you for taking my call, man. I want to talk a little Cowboys football with you. Oh, and see what you think about hell yeah. Work. A little Cowboys football on the Bucks break. Sounds like a good idea. Shut the hell up, bitch. Go kill yourself. Go sit in the middle of the road and let a car run over you. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. You're an alcoholic. 
The Cowboys will be bounced in the first round of the playoffs. So there you go. There's your Cowboys stock. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine if the Bucks were in the NFC East? I think about it all the time. Just like I talk about if the Rays were in the in the in the National League East, we, we would <laughs> right. win the division every time. It's like, God, it just sucks, man. Uh look, but we're not. We you know, we, we have to deal with what, what we have. I remember back in the old days when the Bucks were in what they call the Norris division, the NFC Central, and it was five teams in that division. And you're talking about That was probably the best division in football history. My God, man, we had it was the Bears, the, the Packers, Lions. the Lions, and the Vikings, and the Bucks. It was brutal. We always had away games in the frigid snow, Lambeau, Soldier Field. But you know what? The Bucks they went up there and they held their own during the, the good years. And uh, we got just completely shellacked during the bad years. But I still, I remember those days. And you know what? The division we're in now, I'll take it. It just seems like one team is always really, really good, and that team's been the Saints for the last couple of years. So uh, I don't mind the Saints being a good team. You know, they, their fans aren't nearly as obnoxious as a lot of people's fans. They've gotten pretty bad these past few years, not going to lie to you. Yeah, because of the whole referee thing about how they think the refs had. Well, no, they got a, they got like, effed in the A hard. Yeah, but ever since then, they've had the refs in their pocket, man. A little bit. I mean, we talked about it both yeah. of the times they played the Bucks. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I know. But, but, yeah, either way. All right, so we've we've discussed what we think. Will, what do you think? Because you're a big Bucks fan. I, yeah, I know you've been over there fighting with these stupid phones that are screwing yeah, up. I think something's going on. Something's yeah, I, I see. Them. I see them effing up. Um, what, what do you do with Jameis Winston if they let you uh, – your GM for the day? I would, what I would do is I would like to sign him to a – because Bruce Arians is not going to be here for too long. That's already been stated when he got here. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him do, like, a two-year deal maybe. That would be good at, like, you know, pay $25 million. A year, something like that, two or three years. That way, uh, you know, Bruce Arians gets his guy that he's supposed to be here to fix. And it seems like a win-win to me. And then you sign him if he does well over later. Well, I, I think I think what, I you know, Bruce is probably going to leave in, in a couple of years, but he's setting it up to where his regime takes over, whether it's Leftwich as a head but coach. But that doesn't or, mean, I mean, he was brought here for Jameis, Bruce Arians was. Right. So if someone at Byron Leftwich takes over, he might want to go a different direction. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I just like the idea, if you're going to sign him, sign him. Like like every other quarterback gets signed. That way, you know, and, and you know what? If you want to throw incentives all up in that contract, I'm okay with that. Like, ha, you know, have some incentives in there to where he needs to have less than 20 interceptions a season. You know, he gets a bonus or something. You know, like, maybe that helps out. Maybe he, he you know, makes a little bit of better decisions if he, if he throws it. How about this? If he goes a whole season with less than – uh, with, with no four interception games or something like that. The problem is, you can't you can't bitch at him about interceptions over and over again because you don't want to handcuff a guy that plays fearless like that because his fearlessness is what also brings 450 yards a game. Sometimes it's also what wins games in the fourth quarter because he knows that you have a confidence that he'll go out there and win that game. That would that would be like somebody telling Peyton Manning to throw the safe pass or telling Brett Favre to throw the safe pass. Or, I know I know they've compared him to Peyton Manning too. I guess this far in Peyton's career they kind of this kind of similar numbers. So side by side, yeah. first 5 years, it's staggering how almost identical their numbers are. Yeah. I don't know. I would just like to see I don't know if he's done enough to get that long-term 5-year The di- the down. difference between Peyton Manning and Jameis Winston over 5 years is really Actions off the field and just overall, like 
I don't think Jameis Winston's Peyton Manning, though. I don't. Th- I don't think he's going to have we, that career. We don't know. Peyton we never know. We never. Know. I, I'm just saying. I don't think he is, and I don't think Jameis. Well, I think he's. I mean, he's. I don't know. Is he improving? The the interceptions are scary, but you can't no, you can't argue with the offensive numbers he is that he's put up this year. Like this, this year. This time last year, one of the biggest questions that people had about him, and for a long time, was his deep ball. Right, he what? couldn't. He couldn't hit yeah, the deep ball. He, people said that for he, years. He couldn't hit he the couldn't. deep ball. Yeah. While Deshaun Jackson was here, one of the fastest guys in the NFL, he couldn't connect with him. Yeah. But you look at his deep ball passing this year, man. On the he money. is throwing dimes to he everybody. Was, he was dealing, and it's like well, he, you know, he can't connect with certain players. There's not a player on our team he can't connect with. He's throwing dimes to Brett, uh, to Perryman. He's throwing dimes to Miller. He's throwing dimes to obviously Godwin and and, uh, and he Evans. He overthrows from time to time. Of course, not every everybody else is going to be completed. Now, but yeah. yeah, but yeah. and he's definitely gotten better on that. So yeah, he's improved. I would just like to see him do a two year, you know, twenty five million a year type thing for a little bit. See how he does on that contract. Take and then pay him. if he does but, well, but then that's, pay him. that's up to him though. Like we say, what yeah, we want him true. to do. Sure. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's Jameis and I, his camp who who right. decide what they want to sign. Well, he actually he ended up saying today in a press conference, he said, "I hope I've done enough because I do want to stay here." Of I course he does. And I mean, sure, that's a lot of hot air with a bunch of people telling you what to say at your press conference. No, he, but he I loves, genuinely, I genuinely he loves believe Tampa. He loves yeah. Tampa. He loves Bruce. Yeah. He loves the culture that these guys are building here. He loves me. All yes. right. He's a he big loves Johnny listening B fan. To the, he loves listening to the Bucks oh. break every Monday night at 10 p.m. I'm on sure he does. The bone. I'm sure he does. He's uh, a competitive guy and he wants to do well for the team that drafted. Him one overall, no doubt about it. That's what I love more than anything about him is yeah. he is a he is a player. I heard uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, who by the way had his first pick six, great job by him. He was uh, he was he he hear him him talk about it. When you hear the players talk about him, it's not this this you know cliche locker room press conference stuff. They really believe in this guy. When the defensive players really believe in him, that says a lot. Then you hear like Perriman. They were interviewing Perriman, and he said something that. Explained him perfect. He goes, Jameis is a dog. He said, that guy is a he's a dog, which in NFL terms means he is a player. There's not a whole lot of dogs in the league. And I remember uh I remember Beckles used to used to say that. He used to say the Bucks need dogs on their team. And I remember him explaining that to a couple of people that didn't understand the jargon. He goes, You have players that play for the money, then you have dogs, guys that go out there and put everything on the field to win the game. You know, and you could go down the list. You can name dog guys like Terrell Suggs. That's a dog. Uh guys like uh like Luke Keekley. You know what I mean? Guys the guys that go out there and you know that everything they have is going to be on that field. They're going to leave nothing there. Levante David. Who dog. I can argue is a better linebacker than Luke Keekley. People can argue we uh if they want to give us a call. They're both stellar. Yeah, but yeah, but, right? but dog. I think I think White. I think uh I think Devin I think he is a dog. I, I, I know I've made this comparison before, but I'll bring it up again. Ben Roethlisberger, franchise quarterback for the Pittsburgh Rapist. Steelers, who, by the way, looks like he's a crisp 275, maybe a Popeye's biscuit away from being Nothing an offensive wrong with tackle. Being fat, man. No, not at all. It's a good look. But um, we went up to Steelers training camp this past year, and like we watched Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback give less of an F about practice. Oh, he's than over Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that's just something that you do not have with Jameis Winston. Nobody has to pretend that he's a good leader for the sake of, you know, what the media is going to say. He is everything that you want character wise in a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. He does make an ass out of himself by eating W's every now and again. Well, he hasn't done that in a minute. And he hasn't, he really, he, and he's, he he's really huge in the community. And when you, when you hear the term first at, first uh, in the locker room and last to leave that's always bs 
it's legit with him. He really is there at like 5.30 every morning or 6 o'clock every morning. He he wants to win more than anybody on the team. Why wouldn't you want that guy on your team? 100%. I just don't understand. And, yes, you, th- you think they're not trying to cut down on the interceptions. You think that's this entire offseason, I guarantee you, uh, B.A.'s, his whole staff, they're so meticulous when it comes to film study. He watched every every snap of every dirt cutter coached Bucks team before training camp started because he was analyzing every player, every play. They're going to do that with this season. They're going to go back and watch, and they're going to figure out what they can do game plan-wise, schematically what they can do to lessen the chances that, that, that Jameis makes one of these, uh, you know, bad decisions. And it's usually in the beginning of the game. Uh, and I've even heard people say maybe maybe they shouldn't script the first 15 to 20 plays like a lot of teams will do because it seems like somebody's stealing that script and they know right where he's going with the first few passes. It just seems weird to me that the, right at the beginning, those scripted plays, because maybe Jameis is just trying to go by the script instead of you know being confident enough to audible into something he's more comfortable with. And I know B.A. lets him choose the plays that he likes each week or left which does. I just think that they're going to figure it out in the offseason. Not that he's not going to cut down. Like, he's not going to not throw interceptions. Yeah, I, I think it's unfair to expect him to throw less than, like, 15 a year. I would I would give him 15. I'd say, you got 15. Enjoy. Spend them any way you want. There you are, I'll 15. spend them all in one place. Please don't do it in one game. <laughs> but if you do, make it a game that we're losing our ass anyway. Uh, but the production's there, man. You look at the yards. You look at the touchdowns. You look at the leadership ability. I don't know who we're going to get better than him if he's not our quarterback. And that's what you look at, too. It's like when you're in a crappy relationship, right? Let's say you're a really ugly person and your spouse is also not that attractive, right? And you're like, man, I can do better. No, you can't. You just can't, all right? I think we got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And if you want to count the, the interceptions against him, then that's on you. But I'm looking at overall. Has his interceptions cost us? All of our losses this year? No. 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 I'd say I'd say one. I'd say I'd say the 49ers game. But yeah. the first game of the season. But that was besides, a rough game for him. Besides and that, was... that, he's pretty much went down and scored after he's thrown a pick. Pretty much every time. So yeah. uh the, the defense if the defense does their job and we develop a little bit more of a running game, uh I like I like Jay, Jameis Winston as our quarterback. There. That's it. I don't care what happens in the next two weeks. I like him too. Now Will, I do like the way that you think, though. You kind of brought up having the short-term deal. I think taking the safe bet on that is the way to go. Because, Johnny, I like what you said. I might have to sleep on it for a few nights, but um, I, I think that might be the way to go. Take the safe bet, at I, least while Bruce is here. I just don't like I don't like, I don't like it because I'm, I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of the quarterbacks. Like, man, they, they're trying to take a safe bet with me. Like, you know. When- but he know- I think Jameis knows his time here has been turbulent. And I feel like he's like, let me earn, let me earn I know, it. Give but he's also two- he's also played with some doo doo teams, like you know what I mean. Of course he has, but yeah. I, I just I think that would be the way to go if he accepts it. I mean, I don't, who knows what he, what he's gonna. I'm gonna do. say like if they don't want to give him a five year deal and some other team does. You it's know? tough for a player because I mean you know you get you blow your knee out and then you're done. Mm. You know I I get it, but I just feel like I, I think he would I think he would accept it because. He he knows his time's been turbulent here. He's had bad teams. Yes, that's true. But he's two, also had a lot of tools. What do you there. give? What do you give him each year if it's a two year deal? What do you give him for each year? Because oh, uh, twenty five million. No shot. No shot. Twenty five million is a backup quarterback now. 
25 yeah. million uh, I don't for, know. for 5000 yards. I would offer. He's going to have a 5000 yard passing season. Like you can't give him 25. You can't give Nick Foles more than Jameis Winston. You can't. I'm sorry. If we whatever deal we give him, if it's 2 years, it's going to have to be more than a stretched out 5 year deal. So if you're going to keep him for 2 years, you're going to have to give this guy 70 million for 2 years. I mean, why not sign him for five years at 30, 31 million. Right. I, I just don't make sense to me. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, tell everybody how they can find the Cannon Fire podcast, Rhett. Absolutely. So, new episodes every single week, and then the Bucks break drop it every Tuesday. You can listen anywhere podcasts are heard. Watch with video on YouTube and BucksReport.com. And then social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire podcast. Oh, yeah, girlfriend. Uh, and next week, uh, you'll be calling in from out of town. Yeah, so this is going to be the last Bucks break with production value worth a damn um, because I will be calling in from beautiful Johnson City, Tennessee Ooh, yeah. for the next- last two weeks of the season. Oh, okay, because next week we're off. Oh, that's right. Ha, ha, bitch. Oh, so no Bucks break next week. No anything break next week. Actually, a break next week. Nice. A well-deserved one. Nice. All right, we'll take a break right now. When we come back, the best way – to keep your cat from destroying your Christmas tree. Chicken wire? Uh-uh. We got a better way when we come back. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Sweet Anna. What? George Michael's hair in this video. Just George Michael's hair, period. I mean, but it was I mean, never. I when he was alive. It was never more spectacular. Was is this Wham days? Yeah. Okay. My God, like, I mean, it was really, really good, and uh, you know, the wake me up before you go go. But this video, his hair, it's like. Can you spin it around real quick? Oh man, I mean, he's just. He's so beautiful. Like, look at that hair. Oh, my goodness. Right? It's amazing. natural. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Like, if I had hair, I would want that. So good. Yeah, there's a video. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, look at his hair, Will. Spectacular. Not not in the snow. You got to go back when he gets out of the Jeep. There we go. That was a lady. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Oh my God! What a stone cold hunk. His feathers have feathers on his hair. Look at how beautiful. I want to put him at the top of my tree. All right, well you're gay now. That's fine. You can just spread his ashes all over your tree now. Oh, there he said his asses. Yep. How else would you get him up there? Hell yeah. So high. And I just turned my monitor off with my big fat finger. Alrighty. Well, there he is running still on the, the air, right? Oh, he just fell. 
Yeah, man. He left that in the video. He just busted his. In the video, in the video, he's a stupid idiot. In the video, he's skiing and he has a female love interest. Why is he pretending to be straight? I don't don't know. It was the '80s. Because nobody could accept it back then the way they do now. Like people are so like not ready for homosexuality back then. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knew what gays were until the '80s. Exactly right. This is the '80s. I know, but they were still like starting happy about to it. get in there. Uh, you know? yeah. It took a minute. You AIDS know? was big. People didn't want to be gay. Yeah. Dude, Elton John was singing about women. I know. Yeah. If you didn't know he was gay, what are you doing? Right? I remember when Michael Jackson married a woman, and everybody's like, uh, okay, first of all, yeah. she's grown and she's a girl. That's not right. Yeah. Totally not in his realm. No, he's more of a Macaulay Culkin. Circa yeah. 1992 kind of guy. Yeah, he wants to be home alone with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Either way, I thought George Michaels was a fantastic artist. I think the fact that he was like kind of like, uh, I don't know, almost uh, cartoon-esque like, uh, with his his whole character and stuff. People didn't take him serious, but I, th- I think he was super talented. You know what I mean? Like, I think he, I think he made good music. Yeah. I love his, his voice is nice. Yeah. I thought he was great. He was a good entertainer and everything. And then he, you know, he had a really bad kind of fall from grace. You know, he, all of a sudden he's 300 pounds, you know, trying was to he really, Oh yeah. <gasps> I need to see fat George Michael. Yeah. He got really, really bad for him. They still have there. good hair. I uh, no, that was the other thing. His mm. hair started going too. It's uh, like, yeah, he had ugh. to shave his head. Remember? Yeah, yeah, and he just had like the buzz cut. Uh-huh. I don't know this guy at all. Yeah, it got, it got really bad in the later oh, years. Oh no! What did you Google on uh-huh. Just fat George Michael? Literally just yeah. that. Yeah, he's not terrible. Unlike me, he look like I, I have blossomed over the years into the fine, fine um, man that you see in front of you today. So thank God, you know. Some people, it's, just, ugh, it's all downhill, you know. Really, really bad. Ooh. Some people handle the losing hair pretty well, though. Mm. Have you seen bald John Travolta? No. Yeah, he's pulling it off. Yeah, he looks all right. Is he, yeah. is he yeah. buzz cut or oh, is he bald? Shaved, no, bald. Like, like razor shaved. Oh. Yeah, the guys that are holding on to your hair. I mean, stupid. Just, just let it go. Just yeah. shave yeah. it. Let it go. Yeah. It's time to go. That's you what look, I do. You look dumb without it. And, and a bald head can look tough. Yeah. It's, it's oh, unfortunate if you can't pull it off. Yeah. But, yeah. He looks really good. I know. That's what he's I said. He's got a good face, though. Well, he does. And he, and he, and he does the facial hair now because uh, that's the rule. Like, if, you, if your head is shaved... You need facial hair. You need yeah. to kind of oh. balance it out. Guys that have the shaved head and then the clean shaved face, they look like they're sick. You know what I mean? They're going through something. You just got to wish them well. You it, know? He said he was inspired by Pitbull to do the bald look with the facial hair. Who? Pitbull is disgusting. Oh, Pitbull. Oh, He's yeah. a Pitbull He's fan? so gross. So not, He's not talented. Is he good friends with him? That's what it says. Yeah, what? a good friend Pitbull convinced him to is, go bald. Is Golly. Pitbull a Scientologist? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, uh, if he look, was, I'm sure he wouldn't tell Guys, you. before we get to the story, we uh, we ran so long talking about Jameis Winston, we never did our predictions for the Bucks versus the Texans. Boom, bam, bow. And we got to do it. The people are, uh, Twitter blew up. They're like, hi. Yeah, no, you got to ready. I was like, oh, oh. So I think before we get into the score predictions, though, we have to ask Anna, what do you think about Jameis Winston's future with the Bucks? Yeah. Oh wow! Um, file this under. Don't care at all. Really? Not even a little I don't, bit. No, dude. I don't care you don't at love, all. You don't love your city. I love this. The city's great, but it's just a place. So you know? who would you James get to doesn't... replace him? I don't know. 
Fubu Brown. Fubu, Fubu Brown, Brown works. Terrell Terrell. By the way, uh, Fubu Brown the third did not play Sunday. Sorry, this surprised is me, man. Blasphemy. I know. Everybody picked the Bucks last week. To what, beat, uh, what was the Lions, uh, what was the final score? The, the, on our predictions, uh, I had thirty-one to fourteen Bucks. Close. Ice JB had twenty seventeen. Red had 35-24, and Anna had 27-19. We all picked the Bucks. There you go. All right. I thought it would be closer, but I was wrong. They stomped a mud hole in them, so that's good. Okay, so Bucks versus Texans. Texans are still trying to win the NF- or the AFC South um, and, uh, and, and get home field advantage for the playoffs. And they come in pretty healthy. They got a pretty stellar quarterback themselves. Yeah. Um, but the Bucks are red hot right now. So, what do you think, uh, Will? Oh man, I, I you know usually I go with my gut, but I wanted I want to pick the Texans. My gut's telling me to pick the Texans okay. just because it's four games. Texans are mm-hmm. competing for that home field advantage and that yeah. playoff spot. So yeah, unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to go with the Texans in this game, but it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be a high scoring game too. So I'm going to say. Uh, 35-31 Texans. Ah, mm. What do you think, Red? If you would have asked me a week ago, I would have taken the Bucks because one of the things that you know we talked about on the Bucks break and with this Bucks team is the resiliency, how they're not out of any game. But I think looking at this matchup and the injuries that took place, as much as I don't like it, I think the Bucks are just going to be outpaced. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Will Fuller as well. I mean, I think they've got all the pieces there to just kind of run away with it. Um, Because, again, we do have Jameis Winston playing some of the best football of his career, but I just don't think the pieces are there. I don't think they'll be as productive. I got the Texans, and I'll take the Texans 31-28. to and who's the uh, who's the MVP for the Texans? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, well, who do you think? Yeah, I'm going Deshaun Watson too. All right, uh, I you're gonna love this. I think the Bucks beat the doo doo out of them. I swear, to, I've been really? I've been mowing it over in my head, uh, playing playing scenarios out. I think that they. Does Brashad Perryman have four touchdowns this week? Maybe, yeah. maybe. That's another thing. Godwin's probably gonna be out. Scotty yeah. Miller's okay. probably gonna be out. Okay, okay, I'm okay with that. Um. Look, I'd like the defense to set the tone. That's but- that's where I think it's going to happen. I think Todd Bowles is going to design something that is going to take away because I think Todd Bowles is. I think he's he's starting to take. He's doing a great job. Since we got rid of Hargraves, that secondary has been much improved. Yeah, they put oh, everybody yeah. on notice. But I think what Todd Bowles is doing is what a lot of a lot of defensive coordinators are doing, kind of taking a a play out of Belichick's uh, playbook and and or, or I guess a rule of thumb, and that is to take their best player out of the game. Right, it just seems to be the best way to do it when you have a team that really relies on a really top tier player, uh, and that would be Hopkins for uh, the Texans. But then you got Will Fuller, they a good receiver, they got a pretty good running game too. But I'm not worried about any running game against the Bucks. No, I'm not worried about Zero. any running backs we face for the rest of the season. So we, we have shut everybody. So when down. you shut the running game down and the run lanes down, then you could focus on mixing up coverages to try to. Because I've seen Deshaun Watson have horrible games. When they confuse him. And that's the thing, too, is that the Texans are probably the most bipolar team I think we face all year. They and I'm hoping we get the, the bad one. I hope they we get the bad the one. They beat the Pats. They yep. crap the bed against Denver. Uh-huh. And then they just beat Tennessee pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, they're very, very up and down. So, again, any given Sunday, they could go out there and give them a run for their money. But I just I, – I don't know, man. If they do beat them, though, and Will, you made a great point to me on Twitter earlier this week. 
if they do beat the Texans and win five in a row, we're going to be talking about that missed kick until next summer. We already are in the, in the coin toss in Seattle and the bad call in Tennessee. But, look, we just have to let it go. We have to let it go and just move forward. God, it's so hard. I know. It's so hard. Okay, so uh, the Bucks win this game 30-17. Uh, to 17 is a 13-point victory is what I got. 30-17. to 17. And your MVP for the Bucks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is a guy named Cameron Braid. Okay. Cam Braid will have two touchdowns. I mean, obviously, Jameis is going to light it up, but it's too easy to just call him the MVP. It's a cop-out. Right. So I'm going to say Cam Braid uh, really looks good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make another prediction, and I'm, I'm going to say Tanner Hudson. My guy, my guy T-Hud. He gets a touchdown this week. I thought he would do it yesterday. They, they even had him playing receiver. I think uh, I think Tanner scores uh, Saturday also. 30-17, Bucks win. Anna, yeah. give us your prediction. All right, against the um, Houston Texans. Texans. Yeah. Um, I think that the Bucks are going to win, uh-huh. and I think that the final score will be – Yeah. Uh, uh, it's gonna be pretty close. It's oh. gonna be twenty-one to eighteen. Okay, all right. Yeah, but the Bucks are gonna win the game oh, in yeah. uh, the homes of our. <laughs> what everybody, what everybody wants to know. Home, Everybody's on the, in the edge. home field of yep. Raymond James uh, st- st- Stadium. Please, God, oh, that's the one. Please stop stroking out. Everybody's on the edge of their seat. Who's the MVP for the Bucks? For the Bucks? Yeah. It's a guy named. Uh, oh yeah. Quidfo Pro Quo Carter Jr. Quidfo Pro Quo Carter Jr. All right, look up on Facebook, see if that's a real person. Uh, all right, well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to pile that, that, uh, that story about how you stop a cat from wrecking your tree right into what the hell news when we right come in. back, oh, we're going to jam it right in there because it's very what the hell. And we also have a story about uh, church meth. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. And a Santa beatdown happened this week, a real-life Santa beatdown. We'll have all that when we come back. It's the Johnny B Show. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.